The Fedora Chronicles Network presents the News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for March 30th, 2019. And I'm your host, Eric Render kang Fisk. This week, Jay and I discuss returning to the moon in five years and Space Force. Then we deconstruct the new distrust with the media that coincided with the Mueller report being completed and delivered and Attorney General William Barr's summary letter. We also share an update on the Nashville convention scene this summer. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Phone headset, but um, gotta be honest, nothing compares with the the snowball. No, the snowball sounds awesome. You should always use yeah. the snowball whenever, whenever possible. All righty. All right. So anyway, I just hit the record button. And uh-huh. we, we, um, our audience just missed out on all the pre-show banter. And I, 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 listen, I just want you to know, I totally understand, but money's tight and you're going to have to pay back the money I lent you for the bail. You know, I thought we discussed this. Uh, did, did, you're getting a cut. You're getting a cut. You'll get your money. Okay. Jeez. <sighs> And I told you well, not to speed. Paranoid about it. I told you not to speed. And didn't I tell you to, to get rid of the shovels? I mean, come on. <sighs> well, I thought I explained that. The The plan was to get rid of the shovels when we got to the job, right? But someone had moved the the, the garbage bin. So <sighs> it just wasn't available. Oh, you know, so I had okay. to improvise. Oh, all right. You know? Okay. I just hope you're not implicated. <laughs> so anyway... <sighs> <laughs> oh my god oh so anyway my eyes are like watering over i've never laughed this hard in my life while reading so much bad news but before we get to that um <laughs> we wanted to just basically just sort of like um plow the lo- the runway as it were and talk for a couple of minutes the moon has been in the news a lot lately and one of the things that I thought was most exciting, by the way, do you know what you know what this year is, right? It's a 50th anniversary oh, yeah. of what? The lin- lunar moon landing. Right. And of course, Buzz Aldrin is um, just making a big, huge deal out of the 50th anniversary. And as, as he should. And as he should. And. Um, and the thing is, is that Buzz Aldrin was always the most vocal out of all the um, Apollo astronauts, or at least the Apollo 11 astronauts. Like, Neil Armstrong was willing to sort of, like, take a back seat and show up only for special events and special occasions. Well, Buzz Aldrin, I mean, he was always ready to get in front of a camera and talk about going to the moon when appropriate. And... Uh, follow him on twitter and the guy's a riot he i mean he is funny as hell and he he talk <laughs> he talks a lot about he talks smack about people who don't believe that we went to the moon and he's not afraid to get rude about it i, I and that's what i love about the guy um and he and he loves reaching out to uh the common folks like us i don't think he'll ever be on our podcast because he's too busy but he, yeah. he's he's a he's a great guy, and um, very generous with his time, especially on social media such as Twitter. I think you know what. As far as I know, he's only on Twitter. But I mean, trust me, he does a lot on Twitter. That's very entertaining, 
And Mike Pence earlier this week, as if Mike Pence doesn't have enough to do. Mike Pence. <laughs> well, I mean, he is in the highest ranking office of doing nothing. In the world, so. <laughs> so he's making he's really milking it. And he has came out and he said, um, put it, put men back on the moon in five years or else whatever it takes do it in five years or else and i thought to myself that's amazing it's also a little scary because if you if you have to do it within five years and i don't know if anything has been built or not i don't know how much has been built as far as like an actual lander is concerned but i mean yeah well i mean this is something you and I have discussed, not yep. necessarily online, but are on the air. But right, why haven't we gone back to the moon? There's so many theories. There's so many crazy theories out there. I don't. I don't know where to begin. But I will tell you, is that there. Are, there's a lot of people who claim that we never landed on the moon because you could not send, um, a space capsule through the Van Allen belt, and Buzz Aldrin has debunked this often to the point where he mm -hmm. said we flew through the van allen belt it took us about a half an hour and we didn't notice any difference at all there was no weird hinky things going on now people can obviously say well obviously it was faked and staged and whatever you can't you can't break through to those people but no. there, there no. are there's so there's a mountain of evidence that proves yes we went to the moon and the Soviets and the Chinese tracked us while we were doing it. You would think, and we did an entire show on this, you would think that somebody would have blown the whistle and said the Americans are lying. Somebody outside this country would have. Especially the Soviet oh, yeah. Union. Especially them. Because they were, they were, it was the space race. They were trying yeah. to get to the moon before us. So... There's no way they would say, okay, if he gives you this, this time. Yeah. But next time you give to us. You know, they're not going to do that. They'll be like, you lying bastards. We have proof you never make new moon landing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the thing is, so, is yeah. Yeah. yeah land uh, astronauts back on the moon by, by 2024. 2024. 2024. And this, they're, they're serious about this. They're really pouring in. And apparently this is like, you know, whatever resources you need, you got them. But you have to land a man on the moon. And this, and simultaneously, we have a link on the show page um, for this week's show page. And of course, obviously, I have to double check because like, ugh. um, they're also going ahead and build and, and building the facilities for America's Space Force. And I, really, I tried really hard not to say it with any kind of sarcasm or anything like that. <laughs> ah, Space Force. That's funny. Space Force. <laughs> Join Captain Jason Cousineau and Commander <laughs> Eric Fisk for an all-new brave adventure in Space Force. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, he couldn't have come up with a better name at the very least. I mean, I don't even know what the hell. What is their mandate anyway? What exactly are they supposed to be doing? To boldly go where no man has gone before and bang really hot space chicks. Be careful, wear your space condom so you don't get space herpes. Seriously, that's that's what that's what I'm thinking. Well, I, I would like to know what exactly it is that the space command in Florida is going to be up to. What do they know that we don't? Seriously, what what do they know that we don't? You know, I mean, I can totally understand, like, for the longest time. And there is already a space command. We already, I mean, you look it up, and it's it's part of the Pentagon. You look up space command. As a matter of fact, if you just hit, let's go to the great oracle of Google and just type United States Space, space Command. Space Command. Colorado Springs General nominated by Trump to lead U.S. Space Command. Yep. You got to say it right, though. Space Command. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have the vibrato thing. So. The official Does website it? for the Air Force Space Command. And of course... And of course, the wind is blowing like crazy, and it knocks some stuff down. Of course, the dogs are going crazy right now because we have a wind, we have a wind advisory for the next hour or so. And all I can think is, "Oh yeah, money, yeah, it's a twister, it's a twister." Um, no, I, 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 I do, I do think it's. Oh my god! And it's like you, 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 you read all of this, and the thing is that it's like there is such a thing as the United Space Air Command, which is part of the U.S. Air Force. And it's like it's funny how it's it's a part of the De Department of, of Defense, and it's a real thing. And apparently, apparently, it was active from 1985 to 2002, so it doesn't exist anymore. It does, and it doesn't, or was it folded into the Air Force? I I don't know. But it's it's fascinating and all like that. But they're going. To, I mean, Space Force is going to have its own headquarters in Florida, and and I read this right after and 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 earlier this week, a big huge thing was type you know post a news from about Florida man, you know just go Florida man and hit news on your Google search and you find all these like funny things like. Um, Florida man gets half eaten while trying to have sex with an alligator. That kind of story. And I just like, and I don't want to like trash our Flor our Floridian listeners, but it was, it just seems like during this meme is taking over the internet about Florida man in the news. They publish the story saying that space command is going to be in Florida. It, it, the memes write <laughs> themselves. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a part of you that wonders, do they not have access to the Internet? I don't is think they do. What's going on here? Do they not understand what a meme is? I think they don't. I don't. Well, that wouldn't surprise me if they don't, to be honest. I mean, these are the same people who gave us something called Space Force. For exactly. Sake. So hold on a second. Space Force. <laughs> 
So anyway, I enjoy that toy too much. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with that. Um, other other space news. Um, by the way, we got to check. We got to have Chant Hannah on our um, on our show because she's been doing some great. She and she's uh, she's doing some great work, and she actually did a video on the MJ12 documents and the analytical report. And I, I want to invite her on the show and see if she can come on over and chit chat with us about um, uh, about her documentary. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about in the well, so we posted the I posted this on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. I was I, I and I was sad and I was I was broken hearted and. Um, I shared the news with you, and I was like saddened to read that Sarah Silverman will not be on our podcast. It's very disappointing. It it, it truly is. I mean, ever since she was in that great um, thing she did when I'm sorry, she's a comedian, right? I guess is that something like that? I, it just show this showed up on on my news feed. Asterix, <laughs> if. If your response to me following you on Twitter is a podcast DM, you're part of the problem. And it showed up on, I, I automatically thought, I, I, I'm i sorry, but thanks for the follow, but I, I didn't direct message you. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't me. I mean it this time. Yeah, I don't, I, no, yeah. Why would we want to talk to her? I, I, she's welcome to come on the show. Well, yeah, but why would we want to talk to her? <laughs> well, I, I, sure. I would. I would love to know what Sarah Silverman thinks about um, the paranormal, especially in New Hampshire. I would love to get Sarah Silverman's take on the whole Betty and Barty Hill um, story, the, the Exeter, New Hampshire. UFO sightings. I'd love. I'd. I'd enjoy having her on our show. She's welcome to join us. Oh yeah. You know, I. I'd like to ask Sarah Silverman. Like, what does she think about the paranormal? Has she ever had a close encounter? What does she think about ghosts or the afterlife? I actually would like to ask those questions to pretty much anyone. Sure, but Sarah Silverman from New Hampshire. You know. Of Is course. she from New Hampshire? Yes. Uh. <laughs> i'm not so i mean the offer is still out there i mean i, I you hope you didn't she, direct I hope, messenger either i so. didn't i just i just sent i i tweeted saying you're more than welcome to join us you know on news of the week with jason Cousineau. i you're more than welcome to join us hell yeah yeah so, um, and another invite, and I'm still waiting a call back. I sent an invite, and you'll never guess who I invited to, to be a guest on our show. Buzz Aldrin. No, I, that, good, good guess. I think <laughs> I should send out an invite to him. You'll never guess who I invited to come on the show. Who was it? Was it who? I, I, you, okay, I'm going to give you three, three tries. And oh, here's, a clue, here's, one, here's one clue. I need a hint. Yeah. Uh, here's a hint. It's the one person you would never expect me to reach out and invite on the show. Gene Shaheen. Oh, my God. 
god! Holy cow! <laughs> Holy shit! Go hold the first guess. <laughs> you got it on the first guess. <sighs> Did she respond? Did her office respond? I, I, not yet. What I was going to do? I was going to plug the cell phone in, and I was going to call her office. Like right now with you on the phone and say, I sent an invite. Do you, would, would, would Senator Shaheen like to come on the podcast? You know, and I was, and I I was going to talk to you about this sooner, but I guess you didn't get the bail money soon enough. So we can talk about this before the show. We talked about this. I only get one phone call. (laughs) Damn it, dude. I know. I sent a uh, a request to Jean Shaheen asking her if she would like to be on the podcast because I have I have serious no I'm not kidding I'm really concerned about her right now I'm really I'm not kidding oh is she going is she going what do they call it Trump mental does she have a case of Trump derangement syndrome and let's be honest because about 20 years ago, we had Clinton deranged syndrome. I totally admit it. We did. We, yeah, we did. And I just want to say it's, I'm glad I didn't get Obama derangement syndrome. No, no. Um, but let me just. I'm glad I learned from that experience. So, so yeah. let, let, me, let me back up for our new listeners. Back in the New Hampshire primary, Bernie Sanders won. I want. I, I keep saying it's sixty-eight percent of the vote of of the act people who actually went to the polls. Sixty-eight percent of the people who went to the polls voted for Bernie Sanders. The superdelegates in New Hampshire: Jean Shaheen, her husband Billy, um, Maggie Hassan, 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 Hassan um, and all the other Democrats who were the superdelegates. Hold on. Super delegates. <laughs> um, they gave half the win to Hillary Clinton. They essentially th- threw, and and people overwhelmingly, more than half, more than sixty percent, almost seventy percent, voted for Bernie Sanders. Hillary Clinton lost the primary in New Hampshire. But the superdelegates here in New Hampshire gave half the win to Hillary. And the entire country saw this. And everybody had this collective groan saying, we know for a fact it's rigged. The, oh, yeah. the primary is rigged. And we saw throughout the primary dirty tricks played by the DNC to rob Bernie Sanders of the, the primary win. And he almost went right up to the convention, and I think he was going to fight it. And he could have he could have stuck to his guns and say, I have all these delegates. I have a right or a claim to be your VP running mate. Keeping in mind, Bernie Sanders has said awful things about Hillary during the campaign. All of it yeah. true. And Hillary and and go back even further. It was October 31st, 2008, 
And I had been told by somebody who used to work for Gene Shaheen's campaign that Gene Shaheen has an enemies list. And she has a list of, 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 of publications and news sites um, that she would like to have shut down using a new version of the Fairness Doctrine. And my name is on that list twice. Now, I'm not, I'm not anything special. There's other people on this list as well. And this young woman who quit Gene Shaheen's campaign was reaching out to other people and saying, you're on Gene Shaheen's list of websites and publications she would like to have shut down or investigated using a new version of the Fairness Doctrine. You know? And, yeah. okay, all right. I mean, you know, thanks for the shout out. And even further back, I called Gene Shaheen out on the, on the carpet. This is how it goes full circle. This is why I'm going backwards is that I called Jean Shaheen on her bullshit because with the entire because there was an investigation into wrongdoing by Bill Clinton while in the White House. One, one of those things happened to have been lying about an affair that he had with an intern. But if people remember correctly, there was also a long list of things. Um, like Hillary Clinton getting $10,000 because she bought stock in a cattle futures, um, the whole Whitewater fiasco, um, the file gate firing everybody in the travel office, Bill Clinton having illegal access to personal FBI files. There's a whole, there's a whole list of them. There's web pages devoted to... Um, Controversies. Well, that, nothing else. Of, I mean, Bill and Hillary. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's all of the, the alleged proof that they had people killed right. and all of that kind of stuff. Right, and it's it, it's a fascinating read. Conspiracy theories, but they're fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's a fascinating read, and I and and I will admit, a lot of these are good conspiracy theories. They're entertaining conspiracy theories, and I think that there's a weight but to conspiracy theories. Yeah, there's some weight to them. Dick Morris, his book, Rewriting History, which is sitting on one of my shelves here. It's a fascinating read. It's about how these, how this, this power couple, they're, they're paranoid and they're insane for reasons that make no sense to... Why? Well, because maybe they've done bad things. Who knows? But to well, that's the assumption we have anyway. And we, I, don't, we don't know. And I got into a I got into a heated debate with Jean Shaheen when she was doing an, one of the first online things, and I said, he, you know, what happens when it when there's at the end of an investigation, it turns out that Bill Clinton actually did some bad things, and not even talking about his affair. Yeah, well, don't even want to talk about his affair. Don't want to talk about. I mean, if you want to talk about his extramarital affairs where he may have sexually assaulted somebody that's fair game but between two consenting adults i don't give a shit i yep. literally could not care less okay but the thing is is that the whole controversy surrounding ron brown 
And when Ron Brown was, I mean, he died in a plane crash with a bullet wound to the back of the head. That's another thing that I think is, you know, um, the whole well, issue. Well, the father for the conspiracy theory is not necessarily just in how he died. It's also in how the death was ruled. Right. And the and what and what was Ron Brown doing? He was, you know, they were shuffling jurisdiction of certain trade policies from one jurisdiction to the other. The whole issue with satellite technology from Loral wound up in the hands of the, uh, of the Chinese scientists and all like that. Um, just, I mean, just a long laundry list of things that was just, um, just head scratchers, I guess. Well, they're they were it's questionable behavior. Yeah, and it's like what's what? And I asked Jean Shaheen, and I said to her, "What's going to happen when they do an investigation?" And it turns out Bill Clinton actually did do stuff. And this is right around the same time where her allegedly her husband's company was granted no bid contracts by the state of New Hampshire while Gene Shaheen was governor of New Hampshire, allegedly. Yep. And apparently there was an investigation and it just quietly went away. And her husband is also a super, was one of the superdelegates that gave the win. Gene Shaheen's husband was one of the delegates who gave the, the primary win to Hillary Clinton back in 2016. So I have some history no. with this woman. Yeah. 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 So, but I, seriously, I'm willing to bury the hatchet and ask her a couple of questions, starting with why is it that she kept reposting this news story about the Mueller report? And um, I, and I, I sent you a couple of links and, and, you know, about the Mueller report saying that they found nothing they found nothing no actual proof that Trump colluded with the Russians and she kept re reposting the story and it's like why and and, and she also when she kept reposting the story there was none of the comments underneath and my comments were were in that news item that she kept reposting on Facebook and I'm here, and the one the the one that she um, Barr delivers his summary of Mueller report to con uh, to Congress, and she kept reposting this link to a CNN video. And this and this is what she wrote: after a nearly two year investigation, it's actually been more than two years. A four page summary on Russia assault on our election systems was woefully insufficient. We know Russia interfered with our elections, and that the special Council Mueller has brought nearly 20 charges against 34 individuals, three companies, including six former Trump officials and 26 Russian nationals. Okay, okay. This report could have serious implications on our national security. Yes, there yep. is no excuse for not disclosing all the facts and keeping its details secret. I look forward to questioning Attorney General Barr on the report when he comes before the Senate and will continue to urge him to make the full report available to the American public so they can reach their own conclusions. Well, here's my conclusion that I've already reached. The, the woman is obsessed. She kept 
reposting. Well, it's the she, constant reposting. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's let's be clear here. If she was just saying he lied, if she was just ranting about it, that's not news. Yeah. It's nothing to be concerned about. She's just pissed off. Okay, fine. Right. Everyone gets pissed off, blow off steam, knock yourself out, go it, for it. It looks bad that she keeps reposting the same exact post and obliterating yeah. the comments. And it kept showing up in my news feed. Like, Jean Jean just posted and I and I and I have the screen captures. Last time she did it, she did it. She did it yesterday. Um, she did it at uh, at uh, last time she reposted this was at nine thirty seven, if my screen capture is correct. So, and I, 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 I we want to get into this. We, uh, what I really want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the Mueller report per se. I want to talk about the coverage of the Mueller report, and whether or not they got it wrong, and if they got it wrong. Did they get it wrong because they over sensationalized this? And I'm not right. I'm not really sure where to begin with all of this. It's a difficult thing, right? I right. mean you've got we're delving into vaguely conspiracy theory area where uh, it's no secret that I personally believe the is biased. Yes. Doesn't matter if it's conser if it's conservative bias or liberal bias. The media is biased, right? And the major news outlets, specifically CNN, the New York Times, um, are biased towards the Democrat side of the story, right? And that may not be as accurate as saying they're anti-Trump. It's a fine line between the two, but I think at this point they are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. So yeah. any story that comes out that may be taken as being negative towards Trump. Right. They're going to take it and run with it. And they really are. That doesn't mean that it's not necessarily news. You report on it, but if there's no there there, then you move on and right. you start reporting on other things. I mean, my God, we have a 24-hour news cycle that runs three stories. Yeah. So that, I think, is where, for me anyway, everything starts falling apart is that you know, you want me to say, you want me to believe in everything you say, but all you're talking about is the same thing. Yeah. There's other shit happening in the world. Can we hear about that? Yeah. No, because it doesn't have Trump in it. It doesn't paint Trump in a negative light or doesn't, you know, it's not a headline that feeds the late night comics about how they can ridicule Trump for something. Right. Then they don't run with it. I just want to know what else is going on in the world. I understand Trump is president. I understand you don't like it. Not a big fan either, but damn it, what the hell else is going on in the world? Because I know there's other shit happening. Well, here's here's how it comes. To, here's how I came down on this. Mm -hmm. Is that for the past, it's like three hundred and it's like how, I'm trying to figure out. I actually have the link here somewhere. It's allegedly this investigation took six hundred and seventy five days, and the media kept telling us. Throughout the entire process, the liberal media kept saying to us over and over and over again, just wait till the Mueller report, just wait for 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 the Mueller report, over and over and over again. Well, and they, they took it a step further, too. They started ahead. saying things like the Mueller report is going to show A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. Right. As if they knew what was in the report. Former FBI director. 
Andrew McCabe went on so many of these talk shows on you know on on all the cable news networks i think he even did did he do 16 minutes i don't remember and he said definitively he's looked at the evidence this is for the past two years he's seen the evidence he knows that it's damning there's bombshells that are going to be coming out of this report and Mueller is going to hand down more indictments that's going to include Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, Ivanka's husband, um, Jared, and finally, Donald Trump himself. He, and he said at that as if this was a known fact, as if he knew for a fact this was going to happen in, in Mueller's report. You had countless people going on MSNBC, CNN, all the major networks saying they've seen the evidence. They know what's going to be in the Mueller report. They know that when the report, the report is going to be filed. And when the report is finally filed, there will be indictments of these specific people. They said, yeah. Without without any reservations or hesitations, they said they knew for a fact that there were going to be final indictments of those five people, Eric, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, Jared, and, and, and the Donald himself, five people. And former FBI director Comey came out and said, what was going to be in Mueller's report as if it was a fact that he had already seen the what's going in the report and Friday afternoon I got a tweet and it said the Mueller report there's a letter that was passed on to the attorney general saying the report is done we're sending it over right now this is huge like it's as if everybody who was driving in boston traffic like literally got the same news flash i did and traffic stopped for two minutes everywhere like everybody was looking on their phones to see what was going on and it was and we thought this is it this is this is the big day if you despise trump this is this is it and Sick Christmas morning is here. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yep. Here we go. And then an hour or so later, no new indictments. No new indictments. No, no new indictments. It's over. It was like, what do you, what do, you, what do you mean? There's nothing under the tree. What yeah. do you mean Santa didn't come? I'm sorry. What happened to Grandma? What, what's this about a reindeer? <laughs> what? Huh? What? <laughs> what? No, and, and, and to be honest, I, I, I kind of had flashbacks to the WikiLeaks coming out. And I remember CNN specifically saying, it is illegal for you to be in possession of these documents or to even read these documents. So you have to trust us when we tell you what's in them. And what did I do? <laughs> you know, what did I, you know, and it was just, and, and no new indictments. Yeah. Andrew McCabe. And all of these other people, and I'm poking fun at Andrew McCaig because, I mean, the New Yorker had published the news story, a review, of, uh, an interview about his new book, March 4th, 2009. 
Andrew McCabe's countdown to the Mueller report in his new book, former former acting FBI director speaks out, speaks with um, bracing directness about what was going on in the Trump-Russia investigation and why it matters. The entire article, Jeffrey Tubin wrote this article and this interview that turned out just a couple of months, uh, just a couple of weeks earlier is a nothing burger. I hate to use that phrase, but it's a nothing burger. Yeah. And it was, um, what the hell? And it was, and, and here's the thing. If you are, if you are a, a, an amateur journalist, as I like to call myself sometimes, if you're a quote blogger, unquote, no matter what happens, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you want this to be something because you have fresh material. Whatever happened, I if if it turned out that there's hardcore evidence that proves that Donald Trump did something shitty and he's going to be tried. Yeah, bring it forward. Bring it. Bring it. We'd love to be. We would love to be able to have something to talk about. Absolutely. We would. Lo- I mean, if Donald Trump actually committed horrible crimes, bloggers wouldn't. Whether you're conservative or liberal, it would be awesome. This is the sick thing. It would be awesome to have something so sensational and juicy to talk about. Nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. So, and I'm driving home after I I I I, I do all my drives, and um, and I'm listening to NPR, and you would have thought you would you would have thought that Kennedy was assassinated again. The way that they were like, this is horrible. This is really bad news. This is a sad day for American democracy. This is really sad. I can't. Oh my God. Like oh. It's a failure of our democracy because the president didn't commit treason. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I would have thought, okay. And, and, and of course, you know, um, Carol and I were like reading some of the, the coverage of this and it was just like, they're, it's, it's crazy. So for the first time we, uh, we, I tune in because Carol had enough. I think she went to bed early I go, I go, and I'm I'm watching MSNBC, and I'm watching the Rachel Maddow show, and she's oh, and she's crying. She's she. Well, to be fair, she tears never actually fell. Who are you gonna believe, me or or the other? I'm watching her. Her tears are welling up in her eyes. Yep. <sighs> did I see a Did I see a tear run down her cheek? No. But she, I mean, she's hysterical trying to keep it all together, you know, and, and, and talking about like what, what happened and it turned out to be nothing. Okay. Well, but what we're just going to have to read what, what, um, the attorney general, William Barr says, and she get and she gets other people on, on the show saying what happened all the people who who had said to her on previous show some of the people on previous shows who said i know for a fact what's in the Mueller report and when the Mueller report is is finalized and 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 passed along there will be indictments donald trump will be indicted for for high crimes 
and, and that I think is the important part is that they were reporting as if they knew what was in it and they were telling you undisputable facts. Therein lies yeah. the problem. Yeah. Because if they had come out and said, I think it's going to say this, I think it's going to say that, that's not what they said. What they said was, when this comes out, you will see. Exactly. You will find out. We will learn. You know, they were using definitive declarative statements. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Jeff Zucker. Yeah. For CNN. Yeah. I was just about to read a headline of his. Go ahead. Yeah. We are not investigators. CNN's Jeff Zucker, unapologetic for perpetual Russia hoax coverage. Now, Grands is coming from Zero Hedge, so whatever. Yeah. But the point to me is that don't they call some of their people investigative journalists? Exactly. There was nothing investigative about this. They had yeah, pe- they had really people wasn't. they had people coming on the show and lie, lie about yeah. what they what they and the thing is is that if from somebody who's trying to be impartial. God, I would really, I, I, I don't know how many times I said, God, I'd really hate to be a Trump supporter on the day that everything that they say happens comes true. I can think of a couple of people. I can think of a couple of people and it, it must be awful for them when that day finally arrives. God, I would not want to be one of those people. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Well, and, and let's be honest. So part of this is we could see Trump doing it. Oh, Sure. So it was an easy pill to swallow. Oh yeah, it really was. Oh yeah. So um, you know, and and Brian, St- you know Brian Stoll- Stellar, how do you pronounce his name? Um, Stoller, I think. I'm not. You know, sure. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that speculation has value. It does, but right. when it, when it's phrased and couched in terms of speculation, yeah. When you're making declarative statements and saying you will see this, yeah. That is not you being speculative. That is you be saying this is what is going to happen. I know for a f- I know for a fact that on July twenty third, two thousand nineteen, a giant asteroid is going to strike the moon and crack it in half, and is going to change. That's not speculation. <laughs> That's not what I mean. What you're saying is not couched in terms of speculation. You're saying I know for a fact this is going to happen. Those are definitive declarative statements. Those are not, there's no room for ambiguity in that. No. For, for you to say that you know for a fact that something is going to happen, perfect example. You have all these, all these um, preppers and all these doomsday people who say the world as we know it is going to end um, at midnight, January 1st, 2000. We know for a fact that all the computers are going to crash. Yeah, and they, and, and they knew for a fact that, you know, the Mayan calendar was actually going to be true because wasn't there something, some sort of meteor in the sky or something, something like that? Something crazy like, like it's that. It's going to hit us exactly. on December 21st, 2012. I, and I'll tell you exactly where I was when that was supposed to happen. I was right here in this room cleaning. I was cleaning my office the minute the end of the world because i thought to myself well if the world's going to end at least i want to be in a clean office when it does <laughs> i want to feel good about myself damn it i want to accomplish if the world's gonna end i want to accomplish- at least my room was clean i want to accomplish something before i die <laughs> and um 
And, and it would be so easy to make fun of Rachel Maddow. It really would. But this, she, and it's like she was, she was crying. She must have been crying before the show. She looked like shit. She looked like somebody who had been crying right up until the minute before the camps because she must have known, just like Chris Matthews must have known, just as Keith Oberman must have known, all of the talking heads must have known that ne- this is embarrassing. And this is, this is a career-ending event. This is a career-extinction event. Because they perpetrated this lie when this event yeah. finally happened. But to be honest, it should be a career-ending event, but it's not going to be. So, they're going to have their jobs. They're still going to have their shows. There's nothing anyone is going to do about it. No one is going to really raise a ruckus except us and say, you lied about this. Like you Jimmy told Joel. me like, yeah. that this. Yeah. You know, no one's going to say anything. When, They're not going to give it. When our listeners are done with this show, just just search Jimmy Dore. G-I-M-M-Y-D-O-R-E. Jimmy Dore. And I don't agree with everything he says, but he always makes me laugh. He even makes me laugh at myself. And, <sighs> and he had people on his radio show Come on and say this is why the 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 Russia Gate probe is phony. I'll get I'll get back to that in a second. I just want to give a shout out to Jimmy Dore because um, he's funny and he's brilliant and he has the second best podcast on, on the internet. And um, so and so all weekend I'm doing errands around the house. I'm trying to live a normal life. This is a huge news story. I just want to follow it. And I already started writing an article with the comments that I posted elsewhere around the, inter- the internet. A collection of comments that I posted. And, and Carol got a little upset with me because I promised that I would take care of the dog gate, you know, you know, uh, upstairs. I finally did listening to all these commentators on all sides. And we were, and it was all about, well, we can't wait for a couple of weeks to see what, what Attorney General William Barr has to say about this. We're going to have to wait a while. Sunday night, like right after the sun sets, his letter was released to the public. It's a four-page PDF. And if you go to the FedoraChronicles.com Forbidden Library, you will actually see a link to the PDF of William Barr's letter. This this is the moment where Jay and Eric go off on a totally different topic. Strap in your seatbelts. I read the letter and I said, holy fudge. But I didn't say fudge. I said the mother of all curse words. The F dash 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 because half of the William Barr letter says that Robert Mueller and his team had fully fleshed out this plot by a Russian company coincidentally called the it's the initials are 
the IRA. It's um, the Internet Research Association or something. Yeah, oops. Yeah. <laughs> if they do Internet Research, they may have wanted to come up with a different actor. Right. And half of the William Barr letter is about how this Russian company had a multi-million dollar, um, I don't even, what, not a company, or an organization of something where they were, uh, they had spam bots on social media sowing discord um, and trying to leverage Republicans and Democrats against each other, posting bogus things and, 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 and publishing what Donald Trump calls fake news. Half the, half the letter talks about what they did find, which is a real conspiracy. We don't, and we don't know, well, we, I meaning you and me, Jason, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't know. We don't know who is actually funding the IRA. We don't. We don't know yet. We don't know the full story, but we know that there was a and 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 Donald Trump had nothing to do with this company. He had nothing to do. Now, did he benefit from it? Well, yeah, thanks to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks published a lot of what the Russians hacked, and WikiLeaks was just the vessel of the Clinton emails, emails that Hillary Clinton said she lost somehow wound up on WikiLeaks. And voters read what they, they read what they read. And they were like, I'm not voting for her. Did, now, did that throw the election? Yeah, maybe. There's a section here in the William Barr letter. Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential elections. And here's a paragraph. I'm going to read the whole paragraph. Try not to fall asleep. The special counsel's investigation determined that there were two Russian efforts to influence the 2016 elections. The first involved attempts by a Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the United States designed to sow social discord, eventually with the aim of interfering with the elections. As noted above, the special counsel did not find any U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with the IRA in its efforts, although the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian nationals and entities in connection with these activities. Here's a second paragraph. Try and get some sleep after you read this one. The second element that involved the the Russian government's efforts to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found that Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails by persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party organization and publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. Based on these activities, the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers for conspiring to hack into computers in the United States for purpose of influencing elections. But as noted above, hold on a second, I gotta get my special toy out here. (laughs) 
But as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts. Despite multiple offers from Russian affiliated individuals to insist the Trump campaign. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. Goosebumps. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause right here. Hello? Yeah, no, right here. Yeah. Yep. Pregnant pause. Pregnant, pregnant pause. pause. This is our pregnant pause right now. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? That's what the fuck we've been waiting for? Holy shit. How the fuck are you not pissed off about that? Seriously. I just, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I read it with a little hint of sarcasm. The, it also goes into looking into obstruction of justice. Whereas, I'll, I'll read it for yourself. It's not, it's not bad, but it's not great. Trump kind of basically said, no, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to drive to the kitchen store and buy a knife and sharpen the knife for you and clean off the blade. And I'm not going to put an apron over you and get some rubber gloves. And I'm not going to like help you put the knife to my throat and help you hack my head off with it. I'm not doing that. I'll do everything that I possibly can to help you to, to within this limited parameter. You want to ask me questions, send it to me in writing and I'll answer it. That is a little sketchy. The, the, the worst, I'm, 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 uh, the worst, the worst part of all of this is that there were Russian agents who were involved in posting bullshit on Facebook and Twitter. They posted bullshit on Facebook and Twitter trying to get people to like be at odds against each other. There are Russians that hacked the DNC email servers and they found crap. They found incriminating crap about what was going on during the campaign and they made it public to everybody. Now, is that a crime? It probably, yeah, I guess. Is it a bigger crime? In a way. In a way, way. yeah, I guess. In a way. In a way, yeah, okay. But what's the bigger crime? The fact that the Russians found evidence that people within the DNC were not playing fairly or they were changing the rules in mid-game? That there was some weird shit going on in the Clinton campaign and maybe people would want to know about that? You know? It's sort of like if I accidentally open up your email and I found out that 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 you and somebody else were planning to kill somebody or make somebody disappear. Oh shit, I accidentally read your emails. That's I think that's <laughs> illegal. But holy shit, I uncovered a murder plot. Right. Or I And that's something that's come up in I mean, they've explored yeah. that in movies and yeah. stuff like that. I like if I purposely if I'm sitting at my keyboard and I think that you're up to no good. If I'm sitting here and I'm hacking your, your, your Gmail account because I think you're up to no good and I, and I guess your password and I read all your emails and I find out why, yes, yes, you are up to no good. Now, did I commit a crime and should I spend time for that? You know, I don't know. 
That's yeah. a that's a good question. How come I didn't go to the FBI or the police saying I think my buddy is is planning on killing somebody? I think I think that they're they're planning on abducting abducting somebody and put that person out in the desert in a very shallow grave. But there's a part of people who are like, oh, I'd really be the hero if I could if I can hack these emails and get the evidence to myself and stop the case myself. I could get a movie or a book deal. There, there's an element of that. But you read you read what 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 Barr actually wrote, and what he actually published, and what he actually said. And there there's uh, there's I think there's a line in here somewhere. Um, it doesn't completely exonerate Donald Trump of all wrongdoing. Well, I mean, I don't think there's anything that exists that could completely exonerate Donald Trump of every wrongdoing. Right. <laughs> But I mean, but uh, so the thing is, and I read the entire letter and I read it twice. As soon as I got a hold of this, I, I, I got the letter and I read it twice. Did you hear that? I read it twice. As soon as I got it, I opened it and I did one of those things where it's like, I just read it like you read it the first time to just basically get like the gist of it. What's the narrative? Um... And then I reread it looking for the nuance. What exactly does William P. Barr, Attorney General, actually say in this letter? And then I was amazed and I was shocked, shocked. Now, I know that I made fun, a little bit of fun, of Rachel Maddow for crying in the first segment of her show. But I actually cried when I was listening to NPR and they lied about what William P. Barr, Attorney General, actually said in this letter, saying that this this doesn't completely exonerate Donald Trump with colluding with the Russians. In this instance, it actually says just the opposite. It says that they found no evidence. How many years have I trusted NPR? How many times have I listened to NPR and thought, wow, you know, how many times have I listened to like all things considered and this American life? And I thought, wow, that's, that's cutting. Gee, I didn't know that. That's cutting edge reporting right there. This is, this is, this is news. I'm not getting anywhere else. Jim and Marjorie, Greater Boston on WGBH. I think they, they devoted their entire show to this Monday. And I can't, and I can't, I cannot believe what they said and what they, you know, how they distorted William Barr's letter. As far as this is, as far as this issue is concerned, this issue in particular is concerned. Donald Trump is in the clear. Now, as for the other shit they should be investigating, Jesus, we don't know yet. <laughs> but the fact that they're passing this on, it's like, oh, this isn't over yet. This isn't over yet. This is just the beginning. This is what scares me, Jay. The media lies about this letter. And it's all for everybody to read. It's and I'm I'm posting a link to this. And and the thing is is that so Monday the media was talking about how they they were misreporting what is in this letter. So and then 
Tuesday and Wednesday, and then part of this morning when we started recording this, they're like doing like backpedaling. It says, oh, no, no, that, that's not what the investigation was about. That's not what the, the investigation was actually about something else. <laughs> Where did you get the idea that he was colluding with the Russians? We never said that. Well, yeah, you did. <laughs> and, and, and I have listened to so many podcasts from every, uh, like everybody from Jimmy Dore to Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, some other liberal light I, I i don't remember you know um and it's amazing how this is a rorschach test you see what you think you want to see you see what you want to believe and i and i i and there are people who actually believe that the Mueller re, the conclusion from the Mueller report is totally is, is, the conclusion of the Mueller report is exactly the opposite of, of, of what William Barr said. William Barr said one thing and everybody is saying, William Barr said something else, which is, and it was, and, and the, what frustrates me is that um, I want, I, you know, I, I would like to have everybody stop focusing on collusion with the Russians. And Stephen Colbert had a great point about this. Stephen Colbert was, and he has this, and I sent you the picture of this. He has this huge um, dry erase board with a, like a list of 45, 48, 50, 60 things that are horrible about Trump, including with the Russians. He just erased. And he, still have, uh, you still have all of that. Yeah. Okay. And, and the thing, if you don't like Trump, you get a pass. If you don't like Trump for whatever reason, if there's other things that you don't like about him, that's fine. You're an, if you're an American or you're a citizen of the world, if you don't like Donald Trump because of his, because of his stupid comb over and his spray tan that makes him look orange, that's your right. You can dislike Donald Trump for his, his policies on the board, the border wall with Mexico, you get to dislike him for that. Um, I, I I read two of his books, and I said, "There's no way this guy should be president. There's no way this guy should be president." Art of the deal, and think like a billionaire. And I read these two books cover to cover. They're easy reads, okay. And by the way, let me interject here. I do not think he wrote those books by himself, okay. <laughs> But here's another escape hatch that I'm giving some of our liberal listeners. There's a good chance that you will never catch Donald Trump in a lie or caught, catch him him directly in a crime because he doesn't do anything himself. And he brags about this in one of his books in Think Like a Billionaire. He goes on for page after page after page about how using computers to communicate, using email, use text messaging, all of that. You'll notice he didn't say anything about Twitter. But he goes on and on and on about how all of this technology is for wimps. He doesn't use the phone. Because if he's going to tell you that you screwed up and you're fired, he'd rather do that to you to your face. He doesn't, He, with the exception of Twitter, he doesn't use any electric media 
any electric means of communication. Now, but if you're going to get Donald Trump, it's going to be on, it's going to be through testimony through all the other people who have already been indicted and they're on their way to trial. There are still some people who are holding out hope that somebody like Roger Stone is going to throw Donald Trump under the bus. Roger Stone is not going to jail for Donald Trump. If you know Donald, if you know Roger Stone the way I have, the way I read some of his books on LBJ and, and, and Richard Nixon, I can tell you right now, he's not going to be a chump like G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> he's, he, there's no way that um, Roger Stone is going to do his, quote, patriotic duty and go to jail for the president. He's not going to be like G. Gordon Liddy, who does those commercials for gun insurance with your background, Lee Greenwood. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Roger Stone's not doing that. Roger Stone is going to turn over every rock, and they're going to show where Donald Trump has been. There's other shit out there for you to... If you don't like Donald Trump and you want to persecute Donald Trump, there's a ton of other stuff these people should be looking at. Colluding with the Russians, that's a dead end. And they've wasted more than two years on this. Other than that, I have I have no strong feelings on the, on the matter. <laughs> yeah. If they're, if they're going to get Donald Trump, they're going to get him on something other than colluding with the Russians. And let's be honest, there's a laundry list of others, of other things to get him on, to be completely honest. I mean, like you said, he admits he doesn't do anything. You can just go through his books and say what he says about himself. And, you know, once you get past the whole arrogance and, you know, the, the megalomania there's a lot there. Yeah. There is a lot there to dislike about Donald Trump. Right. It really is. If, Colluding with Russians happens to not be one of them. No. Let's so, not, let's not also let's not also forget there's that there's also a lot of controversy that involves the Clintons in this as well. Let's not forget that. Well, there is, but to a large extent I personally kind of don't really give a shit. Yeah, it's too, yeah, that that boat sailed. Yeah, they're they're yesterday's news. There's nothing for us to really care about in regards to that. Yeah. So I I don't think anybody in Washington really cares about going after Hillary Clinton because her political career looks like it's over. It it really does look like it's over. Yeah. I I you know there's so much dirt there. I think she'd be crazy to run again. I think she'd be insane. But another point, another... No, she's done crazier things. <laughs> I just, I can't, it's, I just can't, I cannot see how... It's like you look at somebody and their political career and you say, I can't see how they can recover from this. I, I, can't, I can't see it. How, how can they bounce back from this? You know, the, I mean... But I mean, look, look at look at what's going on there. It's like two weeks ago, we would have thought when the Mueller report came out, Donald Trump would be finished; he'd be wiped out. We're looking at we're looking at Rachel Maddow, and Friday night, I could have sworn Friday night after watching that show, she would be called on the carpet, she'd be in the CEO's office, and say, "Rachel, I'm sorry, you really fucked up. 
you're fired. She's back on the air Monday talking about uh, talking about the what wasn't in the bar letter that she said was. And then she's going on saying, oh, the, the Mueller report's not finished. The Mueller report's not finished. Oh, there's more. There's more to the Mueller report. Let's 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 get it. Let's make it public. And by the way, Mueller is still investigating. Okay, maybe maybe Mueller is still investigating. Maybe Mueller. If Mueller is still investigating, I hope it's something other than Russian collusion. If Mueller is still investigating Trump, it's probably for other crimes. But the idea that they're hanging on hope that somehow somehow this. Um, they think that, that they can take this lump of coal and break it in half and there's a diamond hidden on, you know, beneath it. No, this is just a lump of coal. This, there's nothing magical about this. There's other stuff that they should be focusing on. This is, this is one of the things I, and I wanted to end the show on this. People should be pissed that they wasted their time on this one issue. It's a, and it is exactly just like where we were almost was, has it been 20 years since the star report? Uh, close to it. Close, close to, to it. it. We thought yeah. there was going to be so much stuff in the, in, in, in the star report about all the horrible things. This is how we bring this full circle folks. We <laughs> thought that there was going to be so much in the star report about all the other horrible things that Bill Clinton was associated with doing. And when it turned out that it was only about lying, about having an affair with an intern, well, boy, do we look stupid. That's it. That's all they got? Seriously, Newt Gingrich, you really think that you're going to get Bubba out of office over an affair? Meanwhile, apparently, Newt Gingrich was also having an affair at the same time. That dog's not going to hunt, boy. Because the thing is, is like if Bill Clinton gets thrown out of office for having an affair with an intern, if you had any sense of decency and you, if you were not a hypocrite and you were a congressman or a senator, you'd also have to resign because you also had an affair. I'm not talking about all of them. I don't think all of them are having, but probably a good number of them are probably having affairs or had affairs. If Bill Clinton is going to go off the cliff for having an affair, you're going with them. Right. So I, th- I think everybody has gone overboard with this Mueller report on Russian collusion. And maybe, you, well, yeah. They're making a dig- big deal about it in, in, in many ways because... Did it really matter? First of all, what would it have proven? Even if even if everything was there in the Mueller report that they hoped was in the Mueller report, what would it have proven? They would. It would have been a huge moral victory for them. That's for sure. Yeah, but it it would. You're not talking about. It wouldn't get them out of office. I don't know. I I I I I think I think that. I think that they could have made this such a toxic issue that, yeah, maybe they could have. Maybe they could have. But I think that it was just like, it's a moot point. They, if, the, if there are horrible things that Donald Trump has done, they, it, it, they should be investigating that. And not don't put all of your eggs in the Mueller report on Russian collusion. 
You know, we did find out some good things from the Mueller report, but it's not what they wanted to hear. You know, and and here's the other thing. And um, the New York Southern District Attorney General or Lieutenant General or whatever, there's somebody who's going to look into campaign contribution fraud because Donald Trump used campaign donations to pay off a porn star, allegedly. Allegedly, he used campaign donations that were funneled through an LLC that one of his cronies set up to pay off a porn star to keep her quiet. And it's the, and that's the same office that just prosecuted Stormy Daniels' lawyer for trying to extort money out of Nike. This is a mess. I feel like, and I feel like I've dominated all of our time, Jay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Michael. Yeah, I think the big takeaway is just because the media is spending time on it doesn't mean that it's there's a story there, right? It may have started off as a story, but it doesn't mean that it's continuing to be a story. Right? That we need to be cautious when any investigation is being conducted on predicting the outcome of it because the truth is we do not know you know the investigators don't necessarily know what is going to be the end result either sometimes they do sometimes they don't sometimes they think they do and they're wrong truth is we just honestly do not know so anything, anytime someone says, I know what they're going to find when they investigate this, we should automatically be skeptical because they don't. They really don't know. No. There's, there, and uh, while, while, while we're recording this, all these news items are popping into uh, my news feed about Michael Avenetti the Stormy Daniels lawyer who is has been arrested um for for trying to uh extort Nike executives there's apparently while we're sitting here there's another he's been charged for a oh now there's two two legal cases against him from this is from CNN so take it with a grain of salt because it comes from CNN. This is the other thing, and I'll talk about this in a minute. Michael Avenetti's two legal cases are, are serious. This one should worry him more. Two cases against him. The Southern District of New York has been doing investigations, doing, a, doing research or they've been doing an investigation into all of his wrongdoings turns out he was living high on the hog and not paying any taxes <laughs> shocked to hear that shocked 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 i tell you so I, do cleansers leave your skin jesus like see this is what i this is why you can't this is the other skin. reason why you no can't trust cnn my work like a magnet to gently cleanse and remove <laughs> oh my god 
That's why. That's the other reason. That's the second reason why. This is and this is the death of news organizations. Now you know for a fact they sensationalize news. They know for a fact you know it to be true that they pass off news speculation as actual fact. Jason just read a news headline about an hour ago <laughs> about how the head of CNN says, not, it's not our business. We're not in the yeah, business. We, we don't investigate. We, 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 don't, we don't investigate. Shit, there's a guy in Utah and there's a guy in New Hampshire that does a better job in researching shows than our staff does here at CNN. <laughs> but we can't be expected to compete with their budget. <laughs> but here's the thing, Jay. We say this is how the story is being reported. Here's what I think is going to happen, but I don't know. Yeah. Anybody who says, well, Eric and Jason said on the News of the Week with Jason Cousineau. Yeah that a giant asteroid is going to hit the moon on July 23rd, 2019, and we're all going to die. So it must be true. If you think anything that I say is anything other than my opinion, or if I state a fact, hey, I, I'm going to read you the headline. I'm going to read you this paragraph. You decide. And, here's, and so here's how I wanted to end the show. It could have gone the other way. It could have been. It could have gone the other way, and the Mueller report could have, in a parallel universe, this probably happened. They could have found something that proves that Trump did work with the Russians. Fox News would have egg on its face, and all the other liberal media outlets would have been vindicated. Yep. Fox News isn't always right. No. Shit. Yeah, you know, if 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 somebody if a news anchor from sixty minutes from CBS sits down across and you know and and looks across to somebody else, and that person says, "I'm not a terrorist," and and sixty minutes says, "Well, he's not a terrorist." I get, I guess we're done. You know, I guess Yasser Yasser Arafat's not a terrorist. Okay. I guess we're in the clear. Boy, wow. I'm glad we asked him that. And then people say, Yasser Arafat's not a terrorist. I saw it on 60 Minutes. That's how, I mean, that's that's how it works. Sometimes they do great reporting. Like when they, the whole, they did a whole movie on how the cigarette companies were lying to customers about nicotine and, and, how like smoking really doesn't cause cancer. And they had this one whistleblower who reported that they do everything that they possibly can to make cigarettes as addictive as possible, including like using Cumadin to get the nicotine in the blood faster. They did, they did, a, they did all this great investigative reporting that proved that these cigarette companies we're doing things to the tobacco to get people hooked on them so they have a steady revenue. for That's awesome. But they also fuck up and they they have biased reporting. And it was like what they really ought to do if they had any integrity at all. They would say 
here's how we screwed up. Here's the mistakes that we made. We took these people at their word. People should be pissed that the media lied to them. And that's it. That's the, that's the bottom line. You should be pissed that the media lied to you. And you should learn from it, too. Don't trust CNN. Don't trust Fox oh, News. Yeah, can't trust the media. Don't you trust, can't trust them. Don't trust the Especially federal. when they're telling you something is a, is a certain thing. Don't. There's also the whole notion of, uh, and Ben Shapiro talked about this for a little bit on one of the podcasts. I don't subscribe to a show, but I'll listen to it just to hear how the other side is prosecuting their case. Ben Shapiro said something awesome. This is about confirmation bias. It's like you only listen to the news items that will support your bias. You know? And don't don't go to just one news source. You know, read read up what what's what are all these other sites? And I know it's hard. I know I know it's hard. You don't have all the time in the day to read up on the, these news stories. I learned a huge lesson from this, or lessons that I learned earlier in my life were reaffirmed. You can't you cannot trust one news organization. I, I, as a matter of fact, I, recently I learned that I got burned a couple of times because of the Express UK posted some news items that turned out not to be true, that they were just sensationalized. It was speculation passed off as fact. A transgender woman is not playing James Bond when Daniel Craig retires. I'll say that to you right now. No matter what the, the Express UK says, that's not going to happen. So, Jay, what do you think the lesson we should learn? Should, what do you think the lesson should be that we should take away from all of this? Well, again, it's it's you the you can't trust anyone in the media when they're saying something is definitely going to fall out in this particular way. Yeah, because they don't know; they're just as full of shit as everybody else. Yep. Um, you have to trust your own instincts to an extent, but you also have to you also have to look into things because you can't trust what the media says. You have to look into things. And in this case, because it's speculative, because they were speculating on an end result of an investigation of which they knew very little, even when you go to two or three news sources, which normally if you go to two or three news sources, wherever they, they agree is normally some, somewhat accurate, it's speculation. Yeah. Just because they all have the same result of their speculation, the fact is they weren't part of the investigation. They don't know what's going to be the end result. Because even the investigators themselves don't. They gather the evidence, and then they go where the evidence leads them, or at least they're supposed to. Yeah. So we just got to be leery. Got to be leery, especially when it comes to politics. You, you got to be wary. And that's that's all... I mean, that's that's what all of this leads to, is that once again, we can't trust just because what the media told us. We can't trust that that's actually the truth. Yeah. And on top of everything else here, and I wanted to end this on a a positive note. And I'm looking for, I'm, I'm actually, oh, okay. And I actually found it. So that we're going to end this on a positive note, Jay. Um, yep. Stefiana Grimm from Hypericon 
and I have been um, messaging, messaging each other back and forth. And she brought up, as a matter of fact, I'm scrolling to the top of the conversation here. Uh, she had said, and this is go back to March 12th, 2019, 8.29 p.m. Eric, would you be willing and available to do a panel about your metaphysical podcast? We have an invitation from Stephiana Grimm to be on a panel, or she asked me if I was interested. It's not really a, a clear-cut invitation yet. But this also coincides with John Pica's um, event for the Super Villain Summit that is also happening in the Memphis area. So we are probably going to be making some kind of appearance in Memphis this July. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me and Jay. Who knows? But it's out. Hey, hey you know, I, that's awesome. That's exciting, man. That that's is. Awesome. That is. You know, um, I, 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 I just hope this isn't like a, a, a ploy and we don't wind up in a, in a, in a, in a dumpster behind some truck stop again, like last time. Well, in the end, that ended up being a fun adventure. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, hitchhiking the way home all the way across the United States. I haven't done that since I was a teen. So, you know, it made me, it made me so feel so pretty. It made me feel so nice when that, <laughs> when that trucker told me I was pretty. <laughs> I haven't felt that special in a while. <laughs> I feel pretty, oh so pretty. <laughs> Go ahead, sing the rest, sing the rest. Nope, nope. It's <laughs> all you get, buddy. It's all you get. <laughs> yeah. Holy I gotta go God. to work for my boss yells at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What an awesome show, Jay, about a giant nothing burger. <laughs> <laughs> Having flashbacks to Seinfeld. I, um. <laughs> we actually talked for over an hour and 30 minutes about a news story that turned out to be nothing. <laughs> Which so isn't true. Which not. Which it's not true. Yeah, the bloviating blowhards aren't only in the mainstream media. That's all. That and we all. We also. <laughs> we also know that there was a Russian organization that is that's hacking emails, and there's another Russian um, organization that is posting BS on social media. We know that for a fact now. Thanks, Mueller. But yeah. so and change. So change your passwords. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can be a part of the Metaphysical Connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find Jazz Era Counterculture, Vintage Threads, Lost History, Conspiracies, The Paranormal, and Space News. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups The Metaphysical Connection. Both platforms are great ways to join our growing community, connect with other friends of the show, and find out what's coming up in next week's episode. 
Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on. (laughs) 